Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. And welcome to Engage's Digital Marketing Intelligence for Startups, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan, and I'm excited to be here today. And on behalf of the entire team at Engage, welcome to today's show. Wherever you are, I know the weather is changing, so now is a great time to take advantage of all of the opportunities that we can find today on LinkedIn and LinkedIn Live. And our bi-weekly, weekly show produced by Engage is a great continuing education opportunity for you to learn about what's new in digital marketing and also learn more about what our platform can do for your business, whether it's a small company, a startup, a mid-sized business. Engage is a free-forever suite of premium tools. We are a cloud-based platform that allow you to grow and to scale your business. I'm going to pop up the link on the screen. For those of you who've never heard of Engage, check us out after today's show. N-G-A-G-G-E.com is how you can find us. And on our website, you can find out more about what our platform does. And you can also find all types of great resources. And we even produced recently a newsletter. And I'll get more into that in just a little bit. But check out Engage.com after today's show and think about what you could do in terms of maybe a CRM or maybe, you know, using automation in your company, things you can do to be more efficient and also things you can do to optimize the customer experience. Because when you go to Engage.com, you're going to find tools for all of those Things. And those are all things that whether you're a startup, a small, a mid-sized company, things that you can use um, or things that you can use help, you know, use help with, I'm sure. And we're here to help you. Also want to let you know that we recently launched a program called Engage Live. What is Engage Live? Well, Engage Live is a way for you to get some help and some guidance on creating your own podcast or maybe producing your own live stream show. Maybe you want to be on LinkedIn Live. Maybe you want to be on YouTube. Maybe you want to work on some content marketing to get the message out about your brand. Well, we can help you do that. And we have two different ways to do that. One is a DIY where we teach you how to do it yourself. And the other is really a full service production opportunity. So if you're interested in more information about that, check out EngageLive.com. All right. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's show topic. And in just a moment, I'll bring on today's special guest. Today's show topic is strategies to double your sales using LinkedIn. So we have a leading LinkedIn marketing expert here with us, and he's going to share with us some of his strategies to help boost sales through LinkedIn. But one thing that I'm excited about is he's also going to share some, well, essentially critical mistakes that you want to avoid when you're using LinkedIn. So I always I always like to hear the positive stuff, but I'm especially interested in what not to do. So I'm going to bring him in in just a moment. And also a quick reminder, 
after today's talk, as always, I'll be sharing with you an Engage News of the Week. Now, sometimes we share news. Sometimes it's a tip or a trend. Today, we're going to be sharing something in terms of Apple and some changes with the privacy settings. So definitely stay tuned for that after today's talk. Okay, well, without further ado, time to introduce the man of the hour. Joining us from the West Coast, his name is Gustavo Escobar. Hang on one second, Gustavo, because I just realized we can't have that logo in the background. Boom, we need to be pink and we need to be bannered. There we are. Okay. Got to, got to start things right. So if you don't know who Gustavo Escobar is, I'm sorry, not the West Coast. He's across the pond. He's in, in the UK. Am I right, Gustavo? No, uh, California. California. Why do I have you? You were right. I knew that we had a time zone situation and I probably meant to write CA and for some reason wrote UK. Okay, good. Glad we got that right. So if you don't know who Gustavo is, you need to. He is a lead generation and sales trainer. He's the owner of a lead generation agency with over 52,000 professionals from over 100 countries enrolled in his courses on lead generation and sales. He has more than 200 recommendations from clients on LinkedIn and over 7,000 not 700, 7,000 reviews online. Um, he is a board member also for two startup companies. And this is why I think I had the UK. I knew that you were originally from across the ocean. He's actually uh, originally from Spain, right? A Spaniard. Uh, and he's currently living in California and has been since 2015. And he is happily married with two beautiful children. And I love sharing fun facts about our guests. He loves cooking. And, and you're in good company, as do I, Gustavo. And friends keep trying to convince him to open up a paella restaurant in California. Gustavo, horror story. I once chipped a tooth while eating paella because I crunched down on a shell. But, oh. but I still love it. So I would love to hear more about that cooking um, passion that you have. But welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for being today's guest expert. Thank you, Marisa, for inviting me and for thank you to the team of Engage, too. Oh, absolutely. Well, we thought you were a great fit for our show. You have a wonderful wealth of knowledge and insights when it comes to sales and lead generation through LinkedIn. And for those of you watching right now live on LinkedIn or Facebook, feel free to leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know where you're joining us from. We are a global show broadcasting live. However, um, I do want to let you know that this show will also be available for replay. And if, you, if you're listening live right now and you think maybe you know somebody, a colleague, a friend who might benefit from some of Gustavo's tips, feel free to send them the uh, link to the show, which will be available. And I'll show you how to get that or tell you how to get that at the end of the show as well. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's talk, I would love to hear, Gustavo, how you got into the business of LinkedIn lead gen, because we all know LinkedIn has not been around forever. So it's fairly new in, in the scope of things. What got you started or interested in this line of work? So it's funny because I actually, I am a lawyer with a master's in financial and stock markets, but I, I, I never really used that knowledge that I gained through the different colleges. And I opened up my 
a training company in Spain when I was in my 20s. And it went really well. One day we hired this, uh, this coach. Back then I didn't teach anything. I would hire different people to train companies and whatnot. And we decided to organize a course about LinkedIn. And I decided to go to that class and I found it fascinating. So I started playing with it and I started thinking, oh, I can generate some leads for my company. And basically I was just trying to collect cards. I was just sending invitations like crazy to everyone and trying to sell and it was a disaster. <laughs> and, and then uh, that company, I actually had to close it. It didn't went well after eight years or 10 years, I had to close it. And then I came to, to United States. By then, by the time that I came to the United States, I was already transitioning to teaching about LinkedIn because a lot of people were asking me questions and some companies were actually reaching out, like ex-clients that knew that I was using LinkedIn a lot. And it basically was an organic transition. Just like one day someone said, could you do the same thing that you're doing for yourself, but for me? And I said, sure, <laughs> I have to get paid for it, but I'll do it. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I had a bunch of clients and then students. And then I created a course and it sold like crazy. And here I am. And here <laughs> you are. You're our LinkedIn lead gen expert today. Well, that's interesting. I actually went to school originally myself for marine biology. Oh, and yeah. I did one semester and I said, oh my gosh, this is so hard. But I realized I talk way too much to be a scientist because fish, cells in a Petri dish, animals, they don't talk back, right? So I said, okay, I better change up my major. So I got my degree in international business and marketing. Uh, minor like in communications and French and anthropology. And then I got done with college and I said, I still want to be an actress and a TV host. And here I am. So I'm kind of like you. I, I kind of put my marketing degree to the test with Engage, but there's a lot of things I learned in college. I think many of us can attest to that we don't, you know, use in our day-to-day -day careers now, our professions sure. or our life. So Lucky yeah. for you and the 52,000 professionals that you've helped that you went this path because you've helped a lot of people to boost their sales, understand how to use LinkedIn, right, as a lead generator. And that's what you're here to help us do today. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, let me share with our audience, whether whether you guys are listening on a podcast replay, because our show is available via podcast, or you're watching, I'll make sure to read through anything we share on the screen so you can follow along. But let me go ahead and pop up for everybody our show outline of today's talk. So today we're talking about strategies to double your sales using LinkedIn. We're going to cover five main bullet points. The first one, using hyper-personalization so that your leads know you, like you, and most importantly, trust you. We talk with Engage, about, you know, Engage, our, our brand, Gustavo. We talk about how it's so important that people build trust and loyalty with their customers, you know, whether that's a customer shopping or a customer meaning a client. So I like that. We're going to talk about that. Then we're also going to talk about running LinkedIn events to reach a bigger audience. 
We'll talk about leveraging LinkedIn groups to create authority and build rapport. We'll talk about in-mails, the power of in-mails, sending those to your ideal clients. And then my favorite, Gustavo, avoiding critical mistakes. So you'll share with us a few critical mistakes, what not to do when it comes to lead gen and using LinkedIn. Well, let's first start off with this idea of hyper-personalization, right? This no like trust. What are your, um, what are some of your thoughts on your experience about the importance of that? And how do we use LinkedIn? How, how do we in initially establish that, that trust through the platform? Right. So the very first thing that I would like to say is that we have to see LinkedIn like a networking event, a live networking event, but one that is online and never ends. So what I oh, want I'm to sorry, one that's one that's online and online and it never ends. Oh, it never ends. So yeah. what I want you to imagine is like if we go to a, a networking event we don't show up and say, hey, my name is Gustavo. I sell LinkedIn, uh, lead generation campaigns. Are you interested? Because nobody's going to talk to me. They're going to run away from me like if I have whatever, some sickness. And so we go to a networking event and we try to talk to people, be friendly. We try for them to know us and you know like us and then trust us so mm -hmm. we do the same on linkedin but we have to do it with linkedin methods so what that implies is that we cannot connect with someone and then send a long message saying hey mm, are you interested in a new website we develop websites blah 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 you know and and it's like 200 words in a in a small message that is, nobody reads right so that is if we wouldn't do that in real life why are we going to do it on linkedin so basically what we need to do for that hyper personalization to try to create that trust is three main things there is multiple things but there are three that matters the most one is interactions with our ideal leads this means let's say that i want to sell something to engage then I see that you just post this interview and then I go and say, hey, Marisa, that interview was fantastic. I really like the way you talk blah, blah, and this question that you ask. And maybe I ask you a question so that you kind of feel obligated to answer because you also want your post to be to have, you know, movement so mm -hmm. that it reaches a bigger audience. And then we start a conversation. If I just go and say, hey, Marisa, great show. All you're going to say is thank you. And that's it. There's no conversation. So It's kind of like, like you just, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I see some people just now joining us on LinkedIn Live watching our show. So just to, to start off this, this first point, you're, you're saying that we have to treat LinkedIn like a networking event that never ends, which is true but it truly is a networking event. And when you go to a networking event in person, you don't, you're right, Gustavo, you don't walk up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Gustavo. I sell LinkedIn lead gen. You know, like this is my rates. These are my classes. Hire me, right. right? You don't do that. And you also don't walk up to somebody at a networking event and say, nice shirt. 
and then walk away. Right. So I just want to, I like this. I like, I'm a big analogy person. So I like I, that, I, you use that as an analogy. Okay. I love that nice shirt thing. I'm going to, yeah, nice shirt. And then like walk away. Cause what is that going to, that's not going to build any sort of relationship. They're going to think you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people, you see often a lot of people posting comments to their ideal clients, which is just, thank you for sharing. Great post. That's not going to get them anywhere. You can do that every now and then, mm-hmm. but you always the the main idea is to post insightful comments that can open up that conversation with your ideal lead that will make you notice them, because or them notice you, because the thing is that most people want when they post something on LinkedIn or any social media, they want for other people to engage with that post. So we want to give them that. Mm-hmm. The second thing would be in the hyper-personalization in the messages through LinkedIn messaging sequences. And for these, we need to create these sequences in advance. We need to know how are we going to take our new connection from the moment we ask them to connect with us to the moment we are going to ask for the video call, meeting, phone call, whatever it is. And we prepare that in advance. We create some templates, but we try to personalize them for each one of of those leads. And that's what what we have to do. When I say we, I mean everyone, right? Mm. So the way to personalize it is not only by saying, hi, Marisa, but also try to include a first line that would grab their attention because in that first line is where they will stop reading or they will decide to read a little bit more which is just like any good book or any advertisement mm -hmm. or a billboard or a dating profile you know it's that whole like you have to hook somebody why are they going to be interested in what you have to say right so if i yeah go ahead sorry if i say hi marisa my name is gustavo and i do this I would probably lose your interest right away. <laughs> yes, Bye. exactly that. But if <laughs> yeah. I say, hi, Marisa, I watched your episode about this and that, then you're going to say, oh, let's see what he wants to say. What's he uh, want? And, right, right. And maybe you'll read the next line. So we need to keep in mind that the messages are always about them, about our potential clients. It's never about us. People feel like, oh, I'll tell them my name and the prices we won and the things that we do and all these clients we have, they don't care about that. The leads, and when I say leads, I include myself too because I'm a lead for some other people. Leads, we care about us. How are you going to benefit me? How, what problem are you going to solve for me? So we need to think, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the last part in hyper-personalization, and this one is extremely powerful, is if you use videos. So mm-hmm. instead of sending you a LinkedIn message, I send you a personal video where I'm talking just to you. Hi, Marisa, blah, 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 this, this, and that. But it's a video, and you and you see it, and you know that it's not a template, that it's just for you. And that is extremely powerful. Those videos get appointments. They get sales calls. Hmm. I love that. Of course, 
with the videos, they need to be short, super, super short. They need to be, you need to be very sure of what you're going to say. And you have to practice. Like people, like I'm sure that you could do it right away because obviously you're great in front of the camera. But I had to practice when I started doing that. And anybody will have to record a few before they start sending them because you cannot be like this. Hi, Marisa. I, uh, you know, that would be terrible. So we need to be as natural as possible and try to smile and whatnot. Those Did you, you know what's interesting, though, too? You brought up a, a, an interesting point, too, is yes, Gustavo, I have a lot of experience in front of the camera. But the more you do, no matter how good you are, the better you get. That's something else for people to remember. When I started working with Engage, um, you know, earlier this year, I would be listening to our guests, right? Like this, listening. And I realized I look so serious, right? And I'm on camera all the time, but I, I never really paid attention. And I realized just a simple smile while listening is just such a nicer thing to look at on camera. So even right. me as someone who with 20 years of experience in, ca in camera and camera work, you know, the more, the more I do every day, I still learn things, you know, because I have to remember that people are watching us on the screen, even though I'm watching you and listening to you, right? Um, it's important to remember people are looking at my face. So I don't want to be like the whole time, right? I want to remember to just stay, stay alert, stay smiling, even though I'm listening and interacting with you just because I'm yes. on camera too. It's not like the telephone. And, um, and the thing is that a smile actually sells, a, a lot of times it sells more than what you're saying because see? it is what will make people trust that person in the video. And true, true. Like I could say something amazing and say it like this, and uh, people will say, "I don't know if I like that guy," <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> so yeah, smiling, your demeanor. You know, it's I, I like that you brought that up. This idea of videos and video introductions and video messaging, because I feel like that's something that evolved in the last year, like very quickly, mm -hmm. because of this position that we've all you know ended up in due to the state of the world and the changes. So it was kind of like. You know, six months ago, I had this conversation with the guest for the very first time, and it was even more new then, six months ago, right, about video messaging, and it was kind of strange to me. It was kind of the unknown, and now it's becoming very common because even LinkedIn realized the importance of it by giving us this new tool where you can put this introduction right in your right in your LinkedIn. Right. The power of yes. video is really great. It is. It's amazing. And, and, and we have to take advantage of it before everybody else. So right? for the listeners of Engage, now, you know, you have yeah. to get that going. And one thing, too, that I think is important for people to remember, you don't have to do everything yourself. Gustavo, you said, you know, maybe you're not that good at video. Maybe you don't even know how to use a ring light or, or use your iPhone. This is where we always remind people, focus on what you do well so that you can put all your energies there. And if you need to hire an intern from the local college news station, right? Or have yeah. a friend help you, you know, for an hour in the afternoon, because they know lights and cameras and, you know, they can help you with the script. There's also even teleprompter apps that you can put right on your phone now so that you don't have to memorize, you know, 
five sentences and try to remember it on camera. So there's just lots of things that are out there to help people too, so that they come across as professional and, you know, don't beat themselves against the head or send out something that's, you know, unprofessional. Right. I think the most important thing is what you said is the more you do it, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. Repetition is the matter of skill. And the more we do something, the better it gets. Like I see my first course, the one that actually got me into creating courses. I feel embarrassed. When I watch it, I think, oh my God, this is so Mm -hmm. embarrassing. This is so horrible. But it's all. Uh, People care about the content, more Mm -hmm. about how it looked. And then it just got better and better. And now I have a studio. But, you know, before it was, it's it was really embarrassing. <laughs> what we all I see start now, somewhere, see. right? Yeah. We all start somewhere. That's something that's very important to remember. And also think about, like you just said, Gustavo, think about some of the people that you've connected with, maybe, or videos, things you've seen or things that have gone viral right? They're likable people in weird situations where they're, you know, not always so polished and professional. It's okay to just be yourself within reason, right? Mm -hmm. People want to know who you are and people want to work with people they like. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this all day. Okay. So I like this hyper personalization. How come you call it hyper personalization? Is that because because I, I, I think it's like, it's, something like bigger more is like and 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 also i i think it has to be done now you, we cannot wait because right now is when we can take advantage of it in a year there'll be three times or ten times more people doing it right now it's super powerful and it is not enough with just saying hi marisa right hi, it's very name. focused you're, yes, you're really I, focused on being personal no. If we send 1,000 messages, which will be insane a lot, but we send 1,000 messages with Mm -hmm. high first name and then template versus 200 messages with hi, Marisa, a very specific intro line I watched last week's digital marketing intelligence for startups. Uh, And a couple of other stuff. I guarantee you that the person that sends 200 so basically only 20% of the of the same amount of the other person sends will get a lot more responses and appointments and sales calls. And the person that sends 100 videos instead of messages will get even more, you know? So that's why I call it hyper-personalization. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Well, yeah. let's talk then about, we talked about LinkedIn being in general, truly a never-ending networking event. Let's talk about this idea of running LinkedIn events. So we're right now LinkedIn Live, and we set it up like a LinkedIn event for people to register, to you know show their interest in the topic. Um, tell us you know more about your experience with LinkedIn events and how we can use them. So this is right now, one of the most powerful tools that LinkedIn offer us. When, when we organize an event on LinkedIn, we can reach an audience that before didn't know we existed. And we can have them like us and trust us in a matter of 30 minutes. Because with a good webinar, or something pre-recorded and an email sequence 
we can have them thinking, wow, this was super useful. I learned a lot. This guy, this gal are amazing. And, you know, uh, and we gain their trust. The last event that I organized was in September. And I did, I actually created three ev different events because we were testing some things. But in the main, for three events on LinkedIn to promote the same webinar. Mm -hmm. And in one of them, we had 200, uh, sorry, 2,700 people enrolled. In another one, 600, and another one, 100. Mm -hmm. With all of that, I increased my email list by, uh, by what was it, 1,900 emails in just a month. 1,900 emails, and I'm talking about CEOs, coaches, consultants, speakers. So this is extremely powerful because all of a sudden you have all these people giving you their emails to say, hey, Gustavo, I want you to send me more information, uh, more tips. Now they are open up to receiving my ideas, my suggestions, and with the right email marketing campaign, they will turn into clients at some point. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Mm -hmm. We can create that with the LinkedIn events. And here's where people normally say, well, Gustavo, but see, I'm, I sell apartments or I sell whatever, chairs. Uh, I cannot create a webinar. My people, my clients are not interested in webinars. Yes, they are. Like in, we just need to think about our ideal client. For example, someone that sells chairs for companies and thinks, how am I going to teach a webinar? Well, you can create a course, uh, sorry, a webinar for human resources where you're going to talk about the importance of seating properly or having their team, you know, seven tips to have their team Mm, avoid getting back pains or stuff like that. Something that this is a webinar where I'm going to teach you these seven points and you can replicate it to teach it to your uh, team. Yeah. And and that webinar is told by the company that sells the chairs that, by the way, will help you reduce the back pains for your, or something like that, you know? Right, so right. So we just need to try to figure out how we can create a webinar that brings value to our ideal clients. And I have had probably hundreds of people ask me, no, but how can I do a webinar for this? And we come up with something. And I still haven't found the one where I cannot say there is no webinar for you. So, and it's interesting, we're going to be talking tomorrow on our show about content marketing, right? And content marketing is creating content that is of value, right, to your, potentially your prospects or leads or to people you don't even know exist out there that could be um, prospective buyers. So in essence, a webinar is an excellent example of content marketing because as you shared, you're creating something of value for a prospect. I have a question for you about your experience with creating LinkedIn events, Gustavo. Do you have any tips for, you know, how, how, how far out you create the event and how much you promote the event to generate attendance and interest. 
I'm sure it differs for events or, you know, depending on the subject, but I know some people don't sign into LinkedIn every day. Maybe they don't have alerts turned on, you know, maybe they don't look at their notifications all that often. And some people are very active on LinkedIn. So it, it varies across the board in terms of how people interact with the platform. Right. So for example, if what we are promoting is a LinkedIn Live like this, I would mm -hmm. say just one week. One week. Particularly if we're doing something weekly, then mm -hmm. there is no other way. But right. if we are going to, like for most of the companies, I would say two to four LinkedIn events a year is good enough. Mm -hmm. And then they can promote it with maybe two to four weeks in advance. My last event, we promoted with, I think, three, four weeks in advance. And yeah, it, it also depends on how many connections the person have. If we're talking about someone that is a consultant, no team, and has 800 connections, you might as well do it the week before because right. you cannot invite that many people. Right. But if someone has 10,000 connections and they are going to do only one event, then you might want to get started eight weeks before to try mm -hmm. to make sure you invite everyone. So it depends a little bit about that. The other thing that we need to keep in mind is that people will sign up to, uh, uh, to attend an event. Uh, now you have like, 100 attendees but the reality is that most of them don't know what they have to do they think that something will happen and that some way they will get informed but they get a notification from linkedin but we need to make sure they go to the link that we set in the description page and hopefully that they subscribe if that's our intention mm -hmm. in this case is wouldn't be necessarily like that because this is a LinkedIn Live, but if we are sending them to a landing page to, let's say, subscribe to our live webinar or something like that, right. then we want to make sure that they do that. And the reality is that if you have 100 attendees on the LinkedIn event page, maybe only five of them will do it or 10 of them will do it not organically. The rest, right. we need to make sure, we need to make sure and... Uh, reach out to them. Hey, you need to go here and sign up. And uh, yeah, so give, giving us a little bit more time before the event will help us get that people to subscribe in our email list. I'm glad I asked. Those were great tips. So one suggestion you had was for a company to limit the amount of events you do to maybe two or four a year, almost like quarterly or, you know, twice a year, every six months and give yourself enough, enough lead up time, potentially two to four weeks. But keep in mind, obviously, for instance, sometimes company pages are very hard or very slow in terms of your follower count. Right. So keep an eye on your follower count. And it's it's you're putting all these variables into a bucket and looking at all of them before you decide. Right. You're right. It right. doesn't make sense to promote something for a month if you only have 800 followers. Doesn't right. make sense. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about paid ads to promote LinkedIn events? Do you suggest those or do you think that those are not? Sorry, I, LinkedIn, I, if you're listening. <laughs> I haven't used LinkedIn ads to promote LinkedIn events. Okay. LinkedIn ads are a fantastic tool. They are amazing. People say, well, but LinkedIn ads are expensive. And I don't think they are expensive. I think they're, they're, it is 
a lot of money compared with other kind of ads. But if we, if someone offers us a, a Ferrari for $50,000, it might be a lot of money, but it's extremely cheap. I'll take it. I'll take it. Send me right. the key, right? 50 grand <laughs> for a Ferrari. Exactly. It's, right. you have to, it's all relative. Exactly. So on LinkedIn, with LinkedIn ads, you might get uh, a lead for, let's say, $40 or $50. But the thing is that the quality of that lead is going to be very good. And if you're selling a product that, they, that is, let's say, $5,000 or $10,000, and it leaves you a, like right now, there is more and more companies that most of the sale is quote unquote profit, then of course you need to pay office and salaries and whatnot, but there is no manufacturing. So because so if you have a big margin, then you have to say, okay, how many leads do I need to get? And you know, often LinkedIn ads are amazing. Amazing. Good. I'm glad. good. We're, good, good, we're not good. talking about that in this show, but in this episode, but they are an amazing tool. Maybe we'll bring mm -hmm. you back for another episode on on that topic. <laughs> Um, okay, so we talked about the hyper-personalization, going beyond the Hi Gustavo or the Hi Marissa, making sure that we have a plan for our engagement with potential leads, then running LinkedIn events to help, you know, gain a bigger audience and help to also get your, your brand, your image, your no-like trustability out there, right? Especially if it's a webinar, you're speaking, you're giving value, I haven't really done too much myself with LinkedIn groups. Tell us about your experience and your insights on LinkedIn groups, obviously with this idea that it, they can help you create authority and also right. connect to you and help with networking. So LinkedIn groups have changed a lot through the last five years. And right now they are very limited, but we can still use them to create a group that is specifically targeted to our audience, to our ideal client, and that will give them some benefit. It has to be created in a way that they think, oh, this could be interesting for me. So for example, I have a LinkedIn group that is lead generations and sales strategies. People that join that group are interested in in that specific subject so i know that all of them are my ideal clients mm. but here is the key because right now linkedin groups are crazy if you have gone to any linkedin group is everyone goes there and share their uh, links for their latest posts their latest youtube video whatever so nobody cares like <laughs> people don't use linkedin groups but they are still members of one uh, and so the best way to use a LinkedIn group right now is not allowing anyone to publish content, only the owner and the people that the admins can publish content and it has to be content that brings value ah, to the members. So basically approved content. Yes. LinkedIn groups where the creator has to approve the content that goes up. Those are the best exactly. groups to join because then you're not inundated with this right. is my latest book or this is hire mm -hmm. me or this is a link of my reel or whatever. Exactly. So, mm. so for example, in the I created this group. Well, I have like five or seven groups, but 
the the two latest ones that I created uh, are maybe a, a month old or something like that. One of them has 400 people, and 400 people seems very little, but in reality, if you think about it, it's 400 possible clients that they join a group to see what I share, the tips mm -hmm. that I share. Mm -hmm. and, and they know that they cannot publish there. They can publish comments like questions or, hey, Goose, can you mm, maybe have a webinar or can you answer this question or have a webinar explaining how to use LinkedIn events or something like that. But I approve what they publish. Yeah. And I do share external links, YouTube videos or stuff like that. Always things of value. I do not use those groups to promote my services or anything like that. It's just to gain trust with, you know, and offer value. And, and of course, I could reach out to them through messages. But the idea of the LinkedIn group is to be mm, constantly in front of my audience. LinkedIn groups are also, they give you this authority. So I'll tell you an anecdote that I, I find it fascinating. When I came to Sacramento mm, in 2016, 2000, yeah, I didn't know anyone here. So I wanted to connect with people in Sacramento, possible clients, because I thought, well, I live here. I might as well connect with someone. Mm -hmm. And I created this group called the Sacramento Business Leaders Forum. And I started sending invitations, connection requests to people here in California. I connected with the governor of California, with the president of three or four UC universities like uh, UC Davis, Berkeley, mm -hmm. with the president and owner of the soccer team of Sacramento, and you name it, a bunch of really important people in California, and particularly in Northern California. And, but I, I literally was no one, just like <laughs> another, like, an entrepreneur that, but the thing is that that group the sacramento business leader forum opened the doors for that the governor of california thought he must be important he's the <laughs> the forum the founder of the sacramento business leader forum i barely have anyone in that group that wasn't the purpose of that group the, the purpose of the group was just to give me authority and uh, depending on how we use groups we can really leverage them in a way that it's it could be very powerful. It sounds like it. I I haven't really used or experienced any, you know, interactions with the LinkedIn groups. I kind of take that back. Actually, I've joined a few, but I haven't really, you know, I've done more on some Facebook groups for a couple of things. But it makes sense now that I think about it. I actually should be more active on some of the LinkedIn groups because, you know. The more that I think about it, it is. It's like-minded people in your industry. And as you shared, if the groups are ran, run, excuse me, in a um, productive, controlled way, they, they become insightful and beneficial. And um, mm. interesting. Interesting. I also well, have that, groups that have gone out of control where oh, everybody posts. Yeah. <laughs> I have it's one more with, like a show and tell. You feel yes. like it's more like a social media show and tell. Yeah. And again, it, then it's not about, again, I want it to be about me when I'm going somewhere, 
what does it do for me? I don't want to know that this other person mm. did this for themselves. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's such a, it's such a fine line, but I think once you figure it out, once you figure out the way to make it about the customer, about the prospect, I mean, you're going to mm. win every time. Right. Well, let's talk. Um, I, I could talk to you all day. Do, do your friends call you Gus? Goose? Goose. Goose. I like yeah. that. Uh, let's talk about your strategy for using LinkedIn in mails because you have a specific strategy as it relates to how we use or how often we use the LinkedIn in mail feature. Right. So when we sign up for Sales Navigator, LinkedIn gives us, what is it? I don't even remember, 20 in mails a month. But and they accumulate. If you don't use them this month, then you have 20, 40 next month and so mm -hmm. on until you have 60. But what most people don't know is that you can actually send far more than that. You can send 100 emails per month. You just need to find the right people. And the right people is people with open network. When you sign up for LinkedIn Sales Navigator, it, they ask you, do you want to have an open network or not? Which means if you have open network, people can send you emails without uh, using their credits. That makes so much sense because I was without a premium account for a while and I didn't understand how I could message some people, but then some people I could not message. It was like right. very strange to me. And some people I wanted to message before, you know, connecting or vice versa. So, right. okay, that makes sense. So oh, for example, funny. I have Sales Navigator and I have Open Network. So that means that if someone, someone can send me an email, and they will not be using their email credits. Mm. And this is super powerful too, because in this case, it's not about building rapport so much because we don't have, we cannot be sending sequences. This mm. will be a little bit more aggressive, an aggressive campaign where we send, let's say 100 emails per month. And we're basically asking for an appointment. Obviously, the conversion rate is going to drop tremendously, but at the same time, we're using a template. We try to personalize it as much as we can, and, right. and we ask for the appointment, for the sales call or whatever, uh, or for them to join a webinar or to attend an event or something. But we need to have a call to action mm -hmm. because we might not send them a second message unless they answer. Right. So... Of course, in this case, it's more aggressive, but we're sending 100 emails per month. And at the beginning, it won't have too much result until we keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking the template and we see some results. And of course, if you can do that, and let's say you do send the 100 emails per month and you get 5, 10, 15 people saying yes, that can be a lot of money for, I mean, for companies that sell $300 products, maybe this is not a strategy, but for companies that sell $5,000, $2,000 and up, depending on if it's a company or entrepreneur, for a coach, for a speaker, a consultant, this could be extremely powerful because it might be all they need to do to get enough clients. You know, someone that only needs 10 clients or 15 clients a year, this strategy might get them that. Hmm. And it's super easy. That's a great tip. And I had no idea 
that that was even the way things were set up. So thank you for sharing that. Very helpful, very insightful. And I can, I can certainly share from our experience with Engage. Many times we communicate with prospect guests for our show via LinkedIn. And I can agree with you the experience of sometimes you have to fine tooth, fine, fine tooth. That's not, you have to fine tune your, your templates, right? Because, um, you may find that you're too wordy or you don't get to the point or your first sentence doesn't tell somebody what you can do for them. And these are all things to keep in mind when you are obviously sending messages through LinkedIn. Interesting. And I want to, now you mentioned that, I want to say to everyone that is listening, I am too worthy. Like people, I I, I, people ask me, what's your name? And it might take me a minute to answer because I have to, <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating, but I do say a lot of the stuff. So for mm-hmm. me, it's difficult to spend time trying to get those messages as concrete as possible point. to the point, yeah. yes, and, and the videos and whatnot, because I, I'm good at teaching it takes a while. <laughs> so you're you're better with strategy, not necessarily right. Teaching with you know strategy than you are like, you know, shortening things and getting to the point. You know, right. But it gets done. You know, and and what I want to convey is that even though for me it's difficult, I still do it, and anybody can do it too. It's not that oh, but it's so easy for you. Without, no, it's not easy for me. I it's pretty difficult to say in two sentences, what I want to say in two paragraphs. I'm, we are built the same way, which is probably why you and I emailed back and forth so much leading up to our show today, because we're both wordy. And, you know, it's funny because I do, I'll go back and reread emails sometimes before I send them. Well, every time. Um, And sometimes I can like take out whole half sentences. Like, I don't need that. Why am I even saying that? Well, I don't need that. So, and it's interesting, a six sentence email will go down to two sentences if I really work hard at it. And that's, I think that's the point too. As a society, we've become very desensitized, I think, sometimes to reading and to words. We right. want someone to tell us. We want some to, someone to show us. We're used to videos, video messaging, photos. All of the social media apps are so photo-driven that to get somebody to read a two-paragraph email through and read it all well is next to impossible these days. So it's true. You need to be to the point. And I'm probably beating a dead horse. You guys all know this, but it's good to hear it from somebody, even in terms of LinkedIn and your in-mails. Short and sweet to the point, right? Definitely. Oh, well, this this takes us to our last point. Uh, let's talk about avoiding critical mistakes. Uh, would you like to share with us maybe your top critical sure. mistake they just just share with us your top critical mistake so, people make on linkedin there is two that are more the most important ones one is profiles that do not convey a message they do not say anything to your ideal lead the background is empty or it's just the big logo of the company but who knows that company and the the headline is just ceo of company inc Again, it doesn't say enough. The headline and the background have to send a message to our ideal leads, and they need to say, what problems do we solve? Which, What are the benefits that we're going to bring to them? And also, they need to feel identified with that. So for, to give you an example, my headline says, do you want your sales team to generate leads 
and sales on LinkedIn, sketch out your advanced LinkedIn workshop today. Anyone that reads that knows right away what I do and how can I help them. And they know if they are my ideal client or not, because they know if they need leads mm. and they know. So we need to try to use those two. They are like prime real estate on LinkedIn. And we need to use it to send a message. And then the second one, and this is probably the most important one, long and boring messages on LinkedIn. We see, we create something on Word, in a Word document or Google Docs, <clears throat> two paragraphs, and it seems short. But then we put it into a LinkedIn message and it's too long. So 1,000 characters, which is a, roughly around 200 words on LinkedIn, it's too long. Nobody's going to read it, particularly if it starts with me. You know, hi, Marisa, I am. Hi, Mar or if it's full of eyes, every paragraph, I, I, me, we, us. I don't care. <laughs> you know, no, people are not going to care about that. So it has to be you, 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 you. That's what people care about. Do you want? Would you like? Can I help you do this? Have right. you ever experienced this? Wouldn't it be great if right. you could do this? Yeah. Questions are also super useful because it, mm. people kind of feel like a niche to respond. And but yeah, make sure that they are not too long. That's the main Love thing. It. All right. So let me to recap. I want to try to recap your points quickly as we uh, wrap up our talk today, Goose. So first we're talking about how to double your sales with LinkedIn. And Goose has shared these amazing strategies. And if you're just joining us and you missed most of the show, don't worry, the show will be up and available for replay. Make sure you follow the Engage Company page. Um, I'll actually pop that up right now since we're talking about it. You can find the Engage Company page on LinkedIn. Look for the company logo. It is a brightly rainbow colored cog, cog wheel. And you can also find the replay of this show in the Engage library. It will be up starting in about three days. It will be there, engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. And here's a screenshot of what that live show library looks like. Our show will be there. So if you're just joining us and you missed you know, the start of the show, don't fear. You've got Goose here for you, and he, and uh, you can listen to the replay. But to kind of sum up, um, the, really, what we talked about today, we talked about um, hyper personalization, right? So that leads no like and trust you, and you. It starts from the very beginning with your interactions, right, Goose? Um, you want to remember that LinkedIn is like an ongoing networking event. It is a networking event. You don't want to just walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, this is what I do for a living. Hire me." You want to create true relationships and you can do that with interactions with your ideal, you know, your ideal prospects. But I think the one takeaway I got, especially that really resonates with me is you're going to have a plan then, right? Once you start to build that interaction, you're going to message them, right? But you're going to know exactly what you want them to do, right? Do you want them to attend an event? Do you want them to connect with you? Do you want them to book a meeting? And then most importantly, too, the messaging needs to be about them right? It's all about them. And we've heard this before, but it's, I love hearing it from your perspective too. Um, and then LinkedIn events to create um, audiences, creating something of value. Goose said, and I love this, he's never really met a company 
that he couldn't figure out what a LinkedIn event they could do. He said, even a chair company said, oh, I don't know how to do a LinkedIn event. There, I can't just get up and talk about chairs. Yes, you can. You can talk about ergonomics in the office setting, right? So it's true. And I think this is a great reason maybe to reach out to Gustavo. Maybe you want to do something like a LinkedIn event, but you don't know how. He's the perfect person to reach out to. Uh, leveraging LinkedIn groups um, to create authority. He said the best ones are those with really curated content where people can't just dump all their me, 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 me. Those are the groups that you can get the most value. Um, and then this idea that if you send 100 in-mails a month, that obviously once you fine tune your template, you learn to make it about them, not about you, um, that that can also really help your sales and your leads. And you can find people with open profiles. Those are the people that you're able to message without using a message, you know, credit that you have. And then two of the most critical mistakes. Oh, let me see if I remember. The, I know one was the length of the messages. Remember, a thousand characters is a lot on LinkedIn. So remember, you want it to be short. You want it to be about them. But you also really want to hit it home right away. What can you do for them, right? What? How can you make their life easier? ask them questions. So they respond back. What was the number one critical mistake though? I definitely already forgot. Oh. LinkedIn profiles that do not say anything. Oh, so that's someone right. Someone is interested in yes. you, goes to the profile and says, what, what does Gustavo do? I don't understand what that's right. That's right. And that's a big one. And we've talked about that in the past. We've really mm -hmm. dissected a profile and said, where is this, you know, expensive real estate? It's at the top because that's usually what people look at first and then they slowly go down. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, Goose, these were such wonderful insights and great tips. I can't even imagine. I feel like you just gave us so much. Um, I feel like there's still so much and your, and your courses must be just just chock full of knowledge. Just a comment also, by the way, Jonathan Swartz uh, is joining us on LinkedIn and he said that this was a great discussion today. And he says, thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for tuning in and watching us today. Wonderful. If you guys have any other questions or comments, just before we get, you know, say our goodbyes, feel free to drop them in the comment section. And a reminder, if you're watching this video show through a webinar, uh, replay or through LinkedIn via Engage. If you leave a question in the comment section, we still will get those questions and we'll bubble them up to Gustavo and then email you the answers. So if you have any questions for Gustavo, feel free to leave them. But better yet, I think connect with Gustavo on LinkedIn, right? I think that's a great place to start. And you can find him on LinkedIn at Gus Escobar, G-U-S-E-S-C-O-B. A R. No relation to Pablo, right, Goose? No relation. Uh, unless I don't like someone. Then yeah! I might be a relation. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's I'm going to give you one last tip since uh, for those who do send a connection request, I mean, always, and not just when you try to connect with me, with anyone, make sure you include a personalized message because it will increase your conversion rate of acceptance to accept your, your acceptance ratio by two or three times. Wow. So just by saying, Hey Goose, I uh, listen to the engage podcast and whatever you want to say, you then 
chances are I will well no chances no I will connect with you for sure <laughs> but but a lot of people won't if you do not send a, a personalized message I think that's a really great tip thank you for sharing that so please connect with Gustavo after today's show let him know you heard him on the Engage Digital Marketing Intelligence show and uh, connect with him if you want more information or maybe you want to sign up for one of his classes I do want to share your website. Gustavo. So it's going to be very easy to remember www.gustavoescobar.com. Again, for those of you on the podcast listening, it's G-U-S-T-A-V-O-E-S-C-O-B-A-R.com. Please share with our listeners and viewers what they can find on your website, Gustavo. Well, I have basically a constant thirst of learning about lead generation. And because now is my passion, so I constantly share ideas about not only LinkedIn, but for example, right now I am very much into call emails and other kind of lead generation techniques and sales. Those are my two things. Great. And so people can find more information about your classes as well on your website, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again so much for giving us your time today, sharing wonderful tips, great insights, and more about your experience on how to double your, really your leads through LinkedIn. And I think what's so great about what you shared today, every single thing you shared is something that a viewer or a listener can turn around and go work on tomorrow. You know, um, mm. this is something that you can continue to fine tune, but understanding even just your analogy of LinkedIn, just like a networking event that never ends, putting it into that perspective changes your mindset in terms of how you interact with people. And I think that's a great place for people to start working on increasing their leads. So thank you so much for your wonderful insights. You. We really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you, Marisa. And thank you for everything. It was super fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful holidays and we'll see you in the new year. Bye. What a wonderful guest, you guys. We have talked about LinkedIn a few times in the past, but one of the things we focused on really was the LinkedIn profile, how to make your profile, you know, really stand out. And, and I think it was really cool today that we, we dove a little deeper into LinkedIn and, Gustavo's strategies were A+. Plus. And if you're just, again, joining us and you missed the show, it's okay. You can find our show replay in the Engage show library. And again, that is going to be engage.com forward slash live show library. So check that out. Okay. Before I end today's show, I want to share our Engage digital marketing news of the week. And I'm excited because this week's news of the week was suggested to us by Greg Morris. He's the Vice President of E-Commerce and Marketing at DEX. And he shared this idea with us after reading our Engage News of the Week quarterly newsletter. If you didn't know that existed, it does. We actually take the news of the weeks from all of our shows uh, for the quarter, and we put it all together in a really nice newsletter. And you can find that newsletter at engage.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of our page. You'll see a black box that says quarterly newsletter subscribe. And it comes out once a quarter. It's a great way to stay up on all the tips, the trends, and the news in digital marketing. 
So big thank you to Greg Morris for this uh, idea for this week's News of the Week. So this week's News of the Week, talking about how Apple recently rolled out a change to its privacy policy, which is driving ad and customer acquisition costs up. Apple's new policy requires apps to ask users if they want to be tracked. Many users have opted out of tracking by popular apps, including Facebook and Snapchat. And as a result, those apps are getting less data on consumers' interests and can't target ads at users as effectively. What do you think? Isn't that interesting? Uh, The rise in ad prices is due to an old-fashioned supply crunch. Facebook's ad targeting relies partly on a piece of code called Pixel, embedded on more than 8 million websites. When someone visits a site, the Pixel collects the user's information and sends it back to Facebook. For Apple users who now opt out of tracking, that information isn't sent to Facebook. This shrinks the number of potential user users advertisers can target which is now driving up the prices. And let me say that again. So because this pixel now, when you opt out, doesn't send your information to something like Facebook or Snapchat, now this shrinks the number of users that advertisers can hit. So now ad prices are going up. Isn't this crazy? So let me know in the comment section, either before or excuse me, now or on, on the replay, what you think about this. This is interesting I actually want to bring Gustavo back in since you're still here. I see you. What do you think about this? If you were asked if you could be tracked on an app or not tracked, I I, I would say no. What is What would you say? I would say no, for sure. <laughs> I would say no. I think privacy is such an interesting uh, topic and certainly one for another day. But um, interesting because now that being said, things are changing even more on the apps, even in terms of pricing because we're saying no to to wanting our privacy invaded. So just had to ask you. All right, I'll say goodbye to you again. Bye, Gustavo. Thanks again. Cool, 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 you guys. Really cool show today. I'm so glad that you can join us. Please remember that you, if you have any show ideas or maybe you know somebody who would be a great uh, guest on our show, you can contact me on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to connect with me. I am on LinkedIn as the Marissa Morgan, and that's one R, two S's in Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-M-O-R-G-A-N, the Marissa Morgan. And you can email me if you have any questions for any guests, if you have a show topic idea, or maybe you have an idea for the news of the week you'd like us to share. And my email is marissa.m at engage.com. Please remember to follow Engage on LinkedIn. We are a company page. We're growing slowly there, as most company pages are, but it's a great way to understand and uh, be notified of our future show dates and our future guests and what those topics will be, because maybe there'll be another webinar you'd like to join us on in the future and uh, continue our continued education on digital marketing together. All right, you guys, last thing I want to say is make sure you join us. Our, we've been doing two shows a week um, for, for basically the last six months, and it's been so wonderful. And this week will be one of the last weeks we do two shows. We're going to start doing a weekly show. So this week, our next show will be tomorrow, Wednesday, October 27th. 
And that will be at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Why do I feel like that's wrong? No, no, no. It will be 3 p.m. Eastern um, with Sarah Noel Block. We'll be talking about content marketing and how you can effectively generate new leads with content marketing. And Sarah will share five steps that every startup or small business should follow for success. So join me for our last two show week tomorrow. And then we'll be kicking off November and December um, with one show a week, probably on a Tuesday. So if you're watching us live and you love the live show, join us Tuesdays or Wednesdays on LinkedIn. And of course, you can find the replay on our Engage page and also in our live show library. Gosh, like Gustavo, I feel very wordy tonight, but it's been quite a long day. That being said, I'm going to leave you guys to be. Have a wonderful afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. And I'll see you back here for our next show tomorrow with Sarah Noel Block. Have a great day, everybody. And thanks for joining us for Engage's Digital Marketing Intelligence for Startups.